live once again with the Crossroads Music Podcasts and no that that did uh, not that did really not work at all Eric. Uh, that was uh, that didn't show up at all so if you're here at twitch.tv slash the crossroads music podcast uh you will see a very fancy stand for eric's uh drink of choice for today uh, so he he's highlighting his mug drink. and a book on top of <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that fancy but this, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, called the Red Yeti. Uh, so it's a red ale, um, and it's from Port Alberni, which is, so if you picture Vancouver Island, for those of you who know your geography very well, uh, Nanaimo is on the eastern coast, but in the middle of the island. And then all the way, literally, if you draw a line across the west, you get Port Alberni. And then that's the town, the last town of civilization you see before you go to Tofino, which is oh. huge. So uh, a deep red ale brewed with BC-grown Sasquatch hops, soft floral <laughs> characteristics balanced with uh, caramel malts for a smooth, satisfying beer. So this caught my eye today. Uh, so it's from Dog Mountain Brewing, which is out of Port Alberni. I've heard nothing but good things about this brewing company. Never have had it before. So Ooh. there is the red ale. And I figured I'd, you know, I'd keep the can just yeah. just in case people want to know. Yeah. Because people ask, oh, what are you drinking? <laughs> a, live, a live first reaction. This is exciting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm, that's good. Wait, you said this is a red ale? A red ale. Okay. So I don't know. Like, there's red ales. So I think Alexander Keith's. Or is it? Is it Alexander Keith's? It's a red ale? I think so. And one of them, yeah. So it's a red ale. So it, it looks like this. So it's a bit, it's like on the verge of becoming a dark beer, mm. essentially. So then you get into your like porters and stouts. But I like red ales, especially Irish red ales. It's almost like a irish stout cream stout but it's a creamed red l oh they're so delicious but this is not bad it's definitely hoppy but not too hoppy we're not uh, dissatisfied yeah very good very good all right eric uh let's let's get into some music for uh this week uh we usually start this off with what we've been listening to so eric kick it off what have you been listening to so uh, I listened to Jeff Beck and Johnny Depp's singles off their album, and I actually didn't mind it. Oh. I didn't mind it at all. Uh, I thought then it kind of went spiraling because then I wanted to listen to some Jeff Beck because <laughs> his guitar playing is unreal, um, and that tone that he has on that guitar, I just I just love it. It's that signature tone, right? You know, it's Jeff, right? Um, but I thought it was, I thought it was pretty decent. Like, I'm curious just to see what the album is. Like, I don't, I don't think it was anything special or groundbreaking, but, uh, but you know, like obviously Johnny Depp needs to make some money, it seems. So so good on him. Um, Uh, wait, hold on. Is the, is the album out or is it just the singles? Not yet. So, uh, this is a song for Miss, uh, Hedy Lamar, which I didn't mind. Uh, Caroline, no, I didn't really like, but Venus and Furs was probably my favorite out of the three. Mm, okay, very nice. So, uh, check that out. And uh, new album dropped by Weezer. 
called uh, SZNZ uh, Summer. So they had a spring album. So yeah. it was the same thing, but it was this is summer. And uh, it's, it's, it's your typical Weezer. Uh, I actually enjoyed the spring one. So it seems like they're going to have summer and then autumn. Yeah, and then the winter. winter, yeah, right. So, um, it's it's a cool concept for sure, but uh, I I did enjoy spring better. Do you than know what summer. like the overarching like theme is for all four albums? Like why it has to be four parts, or is it just like they just decided to do that as a four? You know part? what I I haven't gotten <clears throat> into that yet, mm-hmm. but before like the last listen I had of it. I was thinking that though. I'm like, there's got to be some sort of theme I'm missing here. Mm. Um, so I do want to go back and listen to see if I could figure it out, or I'll just Google it. <laughs> yeah, probably just Google it. Okay, but cool. Um, and then the last but not least, uh, actually two things. Uh, I'll talk about the album. Uh, Lexus on Fire just came out with their album Otherness, and uh, that's been definitely on high rotation for me. Uh, the interesting thing about this album is. Half of the album sounds like Alexis on Fire, and then the other half sounds like City and Color. So, okay, yeah, so there's some songs where uh, the other vocalist isn't singing and it's just Dallas Green, uh, Mm. so it sounds a lot like City, like a City and Color song. (laughs) Uh, but uh, other than that, I I would say it's a decent album, I would go check it out. But I still think uh, Old Crows and Young Cardinals are is my favorite album Mm. by them. I, I just feel like it was just so solidly well done. Um, and then going to the video, uh, things I, I saw, it popped up, it came out three weeks ago. Let me just go to my, uh, history here, uh, just so I can get the name right. It's of monsters and men, uh, playing at the cabin. Uh, so it, it was like an hour cabin session where they just played and, uh, they did versions of their songs and it sounded pretty sweet. Like, I thought it was very cool. Like if you're into the folksy kind of, you know, if you like Monsters and Men, you'll definitely like it. If you like folk music, you'll definitely like it. So I check it out. It's kind of neat. So it's just uh, the whole band in a in a room, and they kind of play, and they they just they're just chilling, which is kind of neat. So was this like a an acoustic set, sort of like the uh, that Taylor Swift one that she did in the cabin? It's kind of like that, but but it's it's with a full band. Oh, okay. So that that's that famous song. Uh, Don't listen to a word. I s- yeah, little talks. That's the one. I can't. I couldn't remember the name. They did a completely different version of it, which was kind of neat. So they did it a lot more like dark and o- ominous and very like kind of slow, and it sounded really cool. So nice. Chasing dragonflies. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, yo yo yo. Yeah. Are you excited I, I... for your new PC? <laughs> yeah, that was a. Uh... Uh, putting that together on stream was like pretty nerve wracking because there are certain parts in a PC build where you mess it up. It's just like, it's done. I just like <laughs> the stream's over because you just fucked it up <laughs> and you just wasted like <laughs> 500 <it>. bucks. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no refund. Or yeah, anything, there's, right? yeah, there's no refund yeah. if you mess up, like dent the pin or whatever it is. Like, <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, so I didn't realize if Monster and Men were still around. To be honest with you, I thought they broke up, but I could be thinking of a different band. No, they they actually have come out with a new album. Um, I haven't had a chance to listen to it, but they're one of those bands where I really like. I like them, 
Um, they're really, but some song like yeah, I I really like the lyrics and they're it's kind of very metaphorical, meta- metaphorically put together huh. their music. Um, but there are some songs where you listen to and you're like, this sounds like a Bjork song. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but but other than that, like no, I I do really like I do really enjoy them. And and it kind of popped up on my YouTube feed, and I was it was one of those things where I was like, you know what, like I'll check it out for sure. But because uh, I I kind of like those like small intimate kind of things because it, it's it's a completely different atmosphere rather than playing a small venue or something acoustically. Like yeah. like it's almost like the band is relaxing. They're right. being filmed, but they're they're relaxed and they're actually they're, they're playing the songs, and it's almost like they're practicing. So it's kind of neat to see it come right. together. Right, right, right. Um, let's see. On my end, uh, it's been like a whirlwind of a week. Um, but there's there is one song I was listening to, sort of on the same train of the you were talking about Jeff Beck earlier. But Ozzy Osbourne released his uh, new single for his upcoming album. Uh, oh, I need to remember the name, but it's Patient Number Nine. I think is the name of the song. Patient Number Something. And Jeff Beck is uh, providing guitar on that uh, track. So uh, apparently he's Ooh. enlisted like Tony Iommi and uh, I think Clapton's there for for a song. Like he's got a bunch of like really hardcore guitar players to show up on his album. So um, I'm sort of looking forward to the new Ozzy album. Uh, overall, I've never really been too impressed of Ozzy solo stuff other than like Blizzard or Bark at the Moon. So like his like mm-hmm. 80s stuff, but he always comes out with at least one or two good songs. So, you know, that last it. album that he came out with was pretty solid. Uh, Dark something or Black, Black Rain. Wasn't that what it was called? Black Rain. Black Rain. I think it was Black Rain. Was, yeah, Black Rain. Yeah. Like I, I thought it was just kind of, it, it was neat. It, like, mm. you know, it was Ozzy Osbourne, but, but he actually did it really well, especially that song with Elton John. I can't think of the name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right that now. was a good song. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, but yeah, I I only technically listened to that song in terms of new stuff uh, because my whole weekend was comprised of listening to. Um, uh, I had a gig on Monday, so this would be the first live show I've done since lockdown. Uh, but I was enlisted to uh, support a local indie artist, and I had 48 hours to learn six original songs for that Amazing. show. Amazing. So Improv was, all the way, buddy. Yeah, it was literally <laughs> just like all I'm doing is listening to these six songs and just trying to learn them and memorize them. It was mm. like such a stress, stressful moment. <laughs> for my whole weekend it's it's funny it's funny because that kind of happened to me but it was it wasn't like a full set it was literally three songs and i knew i knew one out of the two songs so so uh but but i'll let i'll let you i'll let you finish your story before i before i yeah no no no. the the show was good uh it was a sold out show uh people around the block trying to get in apparently like i i there was four acts in total and we were the third so we were the second last act so I was eating dinner in the in the bar uh, during the first act and part of the second act, and all I see is people like, like sitting like leaning against the window of the restaurant, uh, just like lined up down the block. It's like, are these people here for us? <laughs> and then like the waitress is like, yeah, they're here to get in. I was like, 
wow. Okay. I didn't think uh, this was going to be that packed of a show, but <laughs> yeah. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. But no, the show went pretty well. Um, I think I flubbed one note, so I have oh, no one noticed. Wow. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure nobody noticed, Kim. <laughs> it was, it you're was so pretty, you're so humble. <laughs> it was a pretty bad, uh, like it was pretty quiet when I made that uh, fumble right there. But whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever. What are you gonna do, right? Yeah. But uh, I, I know yeah. what that's like, though, because like uh, back when we were living in the Kootenays, I was asked by a guitar player um, who I played with. Uh, like I kind of set a little band up together, but anyways, uh, he asked me to play this Bob Dylan tribute at one of the bars or whatever. But, but the difference was, is there's like the, the venue wasn't packed. It was like dead. (laughs) And, and what happened was it was pretty much a bar filled with the staff Mm-hmm. and just musicians that were playing at the, <laughs> at the gig that was it there was no other people there there was no like girlfriends or anything so it was kind of neat so you got to meet all these musicians that lived in the area and and so, so it was almost like a good networking kind of thing but uh i remember like because bob dylan has such like a crazy vast catalog yeah and we were we were like the whole thing was you're only supposed to play bob dylan songs and uh so we we play i can't even remember the first two songs we play but i never heard them before until uh one of them was written by bob dylan but never played by him it was formed by another band and uh i i remember i'm like i have no idea these songs but then the last song we played was all along the watchtower i'm like i know that one (laughs) there you go (laughs) but but, yeah so it was it was more like okay can you play lead guitar for for it and i was like yeah sure but it it was a lot of fun. But it was it was kind of funny. How you're just like given, you, you. I think I was given like roughly around maybe a little bit more, a little longer. But we, I don't know if you guys had a practice or not. But we had one. Yeah, yeah, we we definitely practice, had uh, but... two practices technically, two practices in forty eight nice. hours, and literally just listening to those songs over and over again is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah anyways that was that was my listening experience for this past week <laughs> nice it was more like a studying experience of anything um <laughs> cool uh let's move on let's uh let's do some today in music history uh so today is june the 30th and i have to say 1951 jazz musician stanley clark is born in philadelphia pennsylvania bass player extraordinaire if you're talking about greatest bass players of all time stanley clark is firmly at minimum number two he could be on Mm -hmm. number one for a lot of people usually people say jacko but man stanley clark is just the greatest that's ever lived um if you ever get a chance to see him live go do it i've never I've seen him do a two and a half hour set and the whole time like my jaw was on the ground from like first note to last note. It was just like mind blowing. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, anyways, 1975, uh, the Jackson five announced that they will be leaving Motown records for Epic records and changing their name to the Jacksons because Motown own uh, the Jackson five name. I actually never knew that happened. Mm. I knew they left Motown Records, but I never knew they changed their name to the Jacksons. Mm. 
Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I always thought that they were considered Jackson 5. Yeah. But. Uh, 1976, here's a ridiculous one. Police raid Neil Diamond's house and find less than an ounce of marijuana. The arrest is struck from his record when he agrees to attend a drug aversion program. Less than an ounce of marijuana. <laughs> Isn't that crazy that he could have just like gone to jail for years for an mm-hmm. ounce of marijuana? That's like nothing. It's yeah, it's it's absolutely nothing. <laughs> Especially nowadays, right? Yeah. It's it's legal, so it doesn't matter, but it's crazy. But I mean I wonder though, like it makes you wonder that if he was in jail, think of the music that would <laughs> that would be written. not not happen. No, no, no. Like he he would probably have like tons of songs written by I don't think so. I don't think he's that. No? You don't think so? No. You don't think they'll give him a guitar in jail? No. I don't think so. If I was so. one of the prison guards, I'd be like, I'll get you, you a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you a guitar, Neil Young. Okay. <laughs> um, two things. 1977, Bob Dylan and his wife of 11 years, Sarah, finalized their divorce. She is given custody of their five children. I, I didn't realize Bob Dylan had so many children. Yeah, I, I I actually found that out a while ago, and th- like how, like he has a lot of children. I think I'm sure it's not like Bob Marley level, but still. No, yeah, Bob Marley is just a, yeah. I'm fight. sure there's somewhere like I'm sure the Marley family is like all throughout Jamaica there. <laughs> um, but yeah, five children from the first marriage. That means he has way more from other marriages he's had so i didn't realize dylan had that many kids uh chasing dragonflies is saying you can get a guitar in jail i i don't know if you can i is that like a a hollywood thing you probably can get you could probably get anything in jail honestly no legally like can you get a guitar legally (laughs) (laughs) legally uh so that's the interesting part because i think they they have like a bunch of like programs where you can actually learn and better yourself right you can get education so so i'm pretty sure you can learn music like like people have learned music in jail like I mean, Frick. Like, look at uh, look at what's his name that tried to assassinate the president there, oh, and he's got an yeah. album, yeah. right? So, I what do you for, think for, he did I in jail? He d- he definitely did not practice in jail. I will. Tell he didn't you that do. Much. He didn't do a good job. He definitely didn't do. Whoever was teaching in that prison was a horrible musician. Yeah, no, it was terrible. <laughs> Jason Dreyflies says you can, um, you can get all all the stuff that you need. Okay. Okay, I'll mm-hmm. take your word for it. Uh, I'm not going to go to jail to test this theory out, though. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Also, in 1977, Marvel Comics publishes a Kiss comic book with a vial of their blood mixed into the ink. <laughs> Those comic I mean, books I find... Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. I understand the marketing point of it, but I just... I don't know. I, I would blood? be fine with just the regular regular comic. Like just print it regularly, please. Without the blood. And sample. not have your yeah, not have your DNA. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine there's like some sort of murder scene though? Oh and then like God. this guy who got murdered had one of those comics and was reading it while he got murdered, and then they test it for DNA and they're like, Oh look, 
Look at this. Look, Gene Simmons murdered this guy. <laughs> Gene Simmons murdered this guy, this poor guy. I don't know why. I don't know the connection, but. Um, 1984, Fantasia Barino, an R&B singer who will win the third season of American Idol, is born in High Point, North Carolina. Were you ever an American Idol fan? Did you ever watch American Idol? So I used to watch it right at the very beginning. Oh, at the very okay. beginning, right when it started. And like I remember when Ruben stuttered, Clay Aiken, <laughs> or whatever his name is, were on yeah, there. Yeah. Like I so I remember there was uh like I, I think I watched it up to one point and then I was like, this is getting ridiculous because <laughs> some of like it was just getting too too crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think the last season I watched was with uh Daughtry. The lead singer of Daughtry oh, was on it. Oh yeah, but, Chris Daughtry. But I he didn't win is. it, right? He like tenth place. or he something? He lost. Yeah, yeah. He he came like yeah eighth, and I was like, these people are out of their goddamn minds because <laughs> <laughs> he's he has such a good voice, right? But but yeah, like I mean, I I I don't know. Like I I thought it just got a little bit too crazy, mm. right? I've, like and then I watched it. And then they had like a bunch of spinoffs. Like Canadian Idol was always horrible. Oh, that Nobody was terrible. Cared. That was the worst. Nobody cared about that. And then I'm, uh, I'm then they had technically not by blood, but I am in some relation to uh, whoever won Canadian Idol first. He is my cousin's, <laughs> my cousin's cousin's husband. I don't. I don't even know who won the first season. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't it's... know. I don't know anybody who's gone through Canadian Idol. Like ever, like yeah. like, and I remember watching a couple seasons, but I I don't remember anything. About <laughs> it was terrible. Mm-hmm. It was actually terrible. Um, but yeah, I never watched American Idol. I never I never got into it. Um, but I did watch Clay Aiken on Broadway, uh, for the Monty Python and the the Quest for the Holy Grail musical. He was uh, in that, so I did see Clay Aiken. That's in amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. I would love to see that live performance of Monty Python. That's amazing. It was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Like I, I don't know. I f- I feel like now, like I have no interest in watching any American Idol. Like I I just feel like you don't have any kind of say and then and then like i was just getting sick and tired of seeing these idiots go on and they're so bad and it's just like no one's ever told you you were terrible why are you trying out for this <laughs> yeah like the pants like, on the ground guy yeah what's, oh, what's the guy's name yeah william hong that's it he's like he became a legend for yeah. just trying out <laughs> yeah what a joke right? But he had like a, yeah. a whole album, and he it went gold. He sold half a million copies of his debut album. That like so ridiculous. Which is... <laughs> I should probably try to get a copy of it and listen to it and see. Album review, <laughs> album review, buddy. <laughs> William Monk's album review. <laughs> Uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, also, in 1984, the Huey Lewis and the News album Sports claims a week at number one in the U.S. It's only one of five albums to top the charts at number one in 1984. The others being Thriller, Purple Rain, Born in the USA, and the Footloose soundtrack. I absolutely love Huey Lewis and the News. 
Really? I don't know. I don't okay. know. Like they're just such a cheesy, <laughs> okay. awesome band that <laughs> they're like. So they're the band that plays Johnny B. Good and mm-hmm. Back to the Future. Yes. When, when the leads the the lead guy Marty McFly comes up on stage and plays Johnny B. Good, that is actually being played by Huey Lewis in the news. Um, I I love. I think this band is so cheesy and so eighties that they're awesome. <laughs> I always equate them to like Hootie and the Blowfish, where they're like hugely yes. successful, yes. but like, are they a good band? I don't think they are. <laughs> they're not that bad. Like, there's that song, Do You Believe in Love? Do you believe in love? Oh, I think I know it's on. You, you'll know it. Yeah, I think I know it's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just like the vocals on it are, are insane. Like, mm. like, I feel like they're such a cheesy band, but they know it. Like they're not trying to be like Eddie Van Halen or something, I but that, so. that, that's why I think I respect them because <laughs> <laughs> they don't try hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, exactly. Chasing Dragonflies does want us to uh, review William Hung's um, album. We did William Shatner, so maybe we should do William Hung's at some point. Did we actually do a full on? William Shatner. Yeah, we did his uh, Blues Traveler album or Blues, whatever whatever okay. it's called. I can't remember. We did one. Okay. It was terrible. Uh, it's terrible, but also glorious at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Also, on today, uh, June 30th, uh, let me just get the notes. 1998, System of a Down released their self-titled debut album. It would go on to sell over a million copies in the U.S. Uh, System of a Down, pretty good band, I would mm-hmm. say. They're ridiculous. They're absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> It'd actually be pretty cool to see them live. I, I haven't actually seen them live uh, yet, but maybe one day. <clears throat> Uh, year 2000, during a Pearl Jam concert at Denmark's Rockslide Festival, nine people are crushed to death as the crowd rushes the stage. Several people fall and can't get back up. And in addition, crowd surfers are falling into the open area. Pearl Jam stopped Jesus. the show and asks people to back up, but it is too late. Investigations conclude that the event, uh, the events were an accident and many European venues banned crowd surfing. The Pearl, jo- Pearl Jam song, A Love Boat Captain, refers to the events with the line, Lost Nine Friends Will Never Know, two years ago today. That's, uh, that is quite interesting. It's like, yeah, Crowd Crush is one of those things that it's, it's so scary to be like, it's a possibility at any festival that you're at that like people mm-hmm. are just going to rush the stage and you can't do anything about it if you're in the middle or you're at the front nothing, because you're not strong you enough to take it. on the hundreds of people that are coming at you full force. So mm-hmm. that's, it's just like, it's crazy, but you know, I think Pearl jam stopping the show and telling people to back off is the right move. Unlike uh, what's his face at Astroworld. Um, I even forgot his name. <laughs> 
He's just like, what's that ambulance trying to get into the crowd? Everyone, harass the... Rush the, the ambulance. Yeah, rush the ambulance. Stop them from coming in. Like, just stupid. That's ridiculous. Um, anyways, moving on. 2001, Chet uh, Atkins, a country guitarist and forerunner of the Nashville sound of the 50s, dies of cancer at age 77. There's a guy that actually... Atkins had. is a legend. Yeah ridiculous he, he is a legend like anybody who is a guitar player will know who chet who sh- should know who chet chet atkins is yeah i remember when i first started playing guitar um, you know like you know how the schools sometimes do those magazine subscriptions mm. and it's just like yeah. oh like race yeah so i i got guitar player magazine and I remember the very first issue I got was Chet Atkins. It was almost like a sign Ooh. from the gods saying, like, <laughs> hey, like, you're learning guitar? <laughs> well, you should know who the fuck this person is. <laughs> and I remember, like, the like there was a whole chapter in the magazine about, like, Chet Atkins riffs and how he, like, kind of revolutionized country music. Mm-hmm. And definitely, definitely, if you're a guitar player, you need to go listen to some Chet Atkins. Even if you're not into country music, you definitely appreciate yep for sure uh 2009 u2 launched their 360 tour with a show in barcelona 109 shows later the tour finishes with 735 million uh dollars in earnings blowing away the 558 million dollar record set by the rolling stones on their a bigger bang tour uh did you ever go to the 360 tour for u2 no i tried so hard to get tickets for that yeah and it sold out like so quickly like getting youtube tickets it's like it's like a whole process <laughs> yeah. but i did see the live blu-ray or whatever it was <laughs> okay very good very and, good um, and honestly like it was it would have been so cool to see yeah because this is uh, if i'm not mistaken this is the first time they did the 360 uh stage like where you're, mm-hmm. the audience is around the whole band and they're just, uh, it's a whole 360 view. Um, yeah. Also, I couldn't get tickets for that either. So it was ridiculous. I tried. I tried. <laughs> and I remember there was one guy that we went to school with who was a huge U2 fan. Uh, I don't know if you remember Lombardi. Yes. Yep. yep. Yeah. So he, he got tickets because his dad knew somebody or whatever and i was like you son of a bitch because literally like and if you're listening to this lombardi like like you're always a great guy i love you but uh but essentially i was so jealous because when i saw the dvd like it doesn't do it justice it probably doesn't do it justice at all because it was so neat because on one side of the stage like the edge came out and started playing his riff like Mm -hmm. his just like echoed riff and then, and then all of a sudden, on the other side of the stage, there was Bono, right? And then there's the drum set. Like it was, it was so well done, and it probably tons of money went into that. Yeah, production for sure. For sure. But yeah, yeah. Uh, from what I hear, people who have gone to see them on that tour, they thought that that was the best <laughs> tour that they've seen them at. Damn. So, all right. Yeah. Uh. Same day, same year, 2009, Spinal Tap played their one-night-only world yes. tour at Wembley Arena in London. They had the audacity to call it the world tour, uh, the one-night-only world <laughs> tour. Um, so, 
I think Spinal Tap is the greatest thing ever created. <laughs> uh, I cannot wait for this remake. Oh, or yeah. This uh, sequel, Sp- I should Tap, say. Yeah, it's a sequel. Spinal Tap 2. It's, uh... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hopefully it's good. We'll have to do something like a live something with it. Oh, yeah. For maybe, sure. Yeah, maybe we'll watch it live. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Uh, 2012 in Kiev, Queen launched their first tour with American Idol Lam- Adam Lambert on lead vocals. Adam Lambert, that's right. He came out of American Idol, eh? Yeah, he didn't win, but there's another guy that I feel I, like should have won American Idol. I don't know who won. Yeah. Um, instead of Adam Lambert, it might have been Carrie Underwood actually. Mm-hmm. It might have been the same. Carrie guy. Underwood, like, like, like. Carrie Underwood's understandable. No, I don't. I don't know if she won either. I think she was runner-up. Really? Who beat Carrie Underwood? Now I don't know, but I remember. I remember listening. I think I don't know, but I remember when Adam Lambert got voted out too, because I remember that too. I was watching it still, and I was like, "These people are out of their goddamn minds." (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because here's a here's a guy that's now playing, uh, and and I should say this. Like he's replacing probably one of the greatest front front man and of doing all it time. well, doing it very well, right? So so for the band, for, first of all, for the like if the band ever came up to me or or like anyone at that matter and said, "Hey, we want you to replace Freddie Mercury because you're you're very talented," like I would probably faint because oh, yeah, literally, there's no way. It is such it is such like an honor. It's almost like being like blessed by God himself. Okay. And then, then, then there's these wiener heads, these wieners on American Idol that are like, nope, you don't win. Right. Okay, so Carrie like Underwood they're, they're out of their goddamn minds. Yeah. Carrie Underwood did win her season, season four. Okay. She was first place. Adam Lambert's season. Chris Allen won. Don't know who he is. Don't remember him because obviously he wasn't that impactful. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who Chris Allen is. I have no idea who. Yeah, he, yeah. I, I could tell you one thing: Chris Allen ain't playing the singer for Queen right now. <laughs> yeah, that was season eight. Um, but yeah, if the if. If you're gonna replace Freddie Mercury, I think Adam Lambert does a pretty good job of that. Yeah, I don't even know if you had to choose somebody that you knew now, like in terms of musicians. I don't know anybody who else who, who else would, would replace be able to Freddie replace Mercury. That person. No. Yeah, no. Adam Lambert is is like perfect for it. Yeah, unless somebody else comes around, that's better. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, like he has the vocal chops and he's like got that flamboyant personality that matches. Like, yeah, he has that showmanship I, I, again out of their goddamn minds. <laughs> <laughs> um, 2015, Apple launches a new streaming service, Apple Music. So today is the anniversary of uh, right the launch of Apple Music. I am a proud user of Apple Music <laughs> subscriptions. <so. laughs> uh, 2017, Jay-Z's 444 album is released through Rock Nation. The record is initially available only to Sprint and Tidal customers. Remember Tidal? Remember when that was still a thing? Oh, yeah, I remember that. 
I never, I never even bothered. It was so stupid. <laughs> uh, 2019, uh, and this is the final piece. Taylor Swift's former label Big Machine is sold to Scooter Braun for an estimated $300 million, giving him control of her back catalog. In response, Swift accuses Braun of bullying her and says she will re-record all her old albums to devalue his purchase. Such a baller move. Mm-hmm. Such a very baller. baller. Very um, all right. Let's do this. Music news. There are a lot of things that we um, can yes. discuss today. Um, and I have oh, a piece I, of news. You should probably start. Let's start with you. As well. I don't know if this made your list, but uh, so I'm going to have to give credit because I found out about this this morning. Um, so a buddy of mine I work with, he has a podcast of his of himself. Uh, it's First Responders by... Uh, it's about first responders by first responders. The Unreasonable Grounds podcast. Check it out, Mike Thompson. Uh, he's gem of a buddy. Like he's just such a gem. But anyways, he said that he was working and he listened on so a Vancouver radio station, uh, which we get in Nanaimo here uh, occasionally. Um, Kiss FM. Uh, so Kiss FM mostly playing like you know top hits and you know stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they do play some rock. Uh, so they, they have gone. So, so I researched this. So apparently, uh, just this week they were told that, Hey, uh, we're changing the mandates for kiss FM and, uh, all of you employees are not in the future change. So you will all be let go. Uh, so to, uh, rebel against this, <laughs> they oh, no. played, for 24 hours straight and i and this happened 24 hours straight because i asked him and he's like literally i had the channel on my car the whole time it was killing in the name of by rage against the machine played for 24 hours straight and they even took calls so in my research they took calls from people and were like hey how's it going oh good do you have any song requests yeah i want this song okay yeah sure yeah right and then they they hang up on the person (laughs) like killing in the name of again (laughs) like over and over stream for 24 hours straight that's so funny and I missed it. And so he messaged me like, hey, did you catch the Rage Marathon? I was like, did I miss something? Like, did they play something live? Like, no, no. Like, they played literally Killing in the Name of 24 Hours. I'm like, well, okay. Like, that's an exaggeration. <laughs> no. They played the for the whole day. <laughs> they played <laughs> Killing in the Name of that's over so and good. over and over again. Oh. That's so good. I love that. I mean, sucks that they all lost their jobs, but that is such a like a great way to rebel. That song is freaking That is so such good. a great way to rebel. Yeah. It is such a good song. But like and he said like after listening to it for a full shift for a full 12 <laughs> hours, like he got tired of yeah. listening to it, which I can imagine. Yeah. But but seriously though, like that song is so freaking yeah. good. No, just for the novelty of doing that for 24 hours is hilarious. So I, I had to share that with everybody because I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Because it's good. making the news on this end of Canada here. It's pretty good. Um, So we probably don't want to get into this conversation, but I was listening to a TED Talk, a short one, 
specifically around music. Uh, so this one was uh, done by Damien Real, R-I-E-H-L. Uh, basically, uh, the whole premise of it is why uh, all melodies should be free for musicians to use. Um, so he's talking about like copyright and like how people just, you know, copy melodies and, and all that. And what him and his, uh, I guess, partner have done is they have created a software that produces uh, all possible melodies that can can exist in the future. Because uh, essentially, right, we have eight tones to work f- with. Um, well, mm-hmm. just on the on the non flat or sharp tones, uh, and there's only a finite number of melodies that can actually come out of that because you have a finite number of of uh, notes to work with. So mm-hmm. they've put together a program that produces every single melody that can ever exist. Uh, and they've taken that uh, all those melodies and they've thrown it into the public domain so that no one can copyright them. <laughs> so... That is so, so bad. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it. Um, but he makes a good point, right? Like at, there's so many like cases where someone, you know, comes up with a song and it's just like, some no-name bands just like no we wrote that song five years ago and you definitely stole it from us and then like i don't know trying to prove that Mm. you stole that specific melody is like i don't know yeah like good luck with that good luck with that but yeah like i i get that so i get that side of things so so is this company essentially trying to like just throw away copywriting mostly they're just trying to like revamp the system essentially like there Mm. should still be like copyright laws but honestly copyright laws for music are so outdated at this point it's just like Mm -hmm. it needs to be updated for for the current times because like those were made even Mm -hmm. before the internet like it's just outdated because like like if they're trying to be dicks about it (laughs) like it would it would literally be well like just the thought of just you know, sitting down, writing the song, like it, like it's, it's like a whole process, right? It's like a whole journey, a story of how it comes together, right? So, like, as long as you don't deprive that process, mm, yep. Like, I, I think it's fine, but, but like, like I do get the point though, because like these no-name bands that show up and are like, "You stole my song," and it's like I've never heard, like nobody's ever heard of you, right? Yeah, it's like and, Katy Perry's Dark Horse where that Christian rapper was like, that's mm-hmm. my melody. And it's like, there's no way. There's no way there's anyone no way, yeah. heard your your thing. And, and I and I think this like the situation dictates, right? Because then you have like people who are like, Oh, well, creep, I've never heard creep before in my life by Radiohead. And you're like, Okay, you've never heard creep before and you're a musician. <laughs> right? Like yeah. like there's that other side of the coin too. Yeah. But I, I feel like it's pretty, like, you could tell, right? Like, you could totally tell. Like, if somebody didn't know or ever heard of the song Smoke on the Water, I would definitely call bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know that song. Everybody knows that song. Everybody knows that riff, right? But yeah. but if you came up with a song that's like, da, 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 oh, I've never heard of this band before in my life. Like, like I doubt that. I highly yeah. doubt that. Right? 
Anyways, uh, I think it's worth a listen. It's pretty interesting stuff that they've done. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, just you could search it. Why all melodies should be free for musicians to use. Uh, there's parts of it that I do, I do agree with him on. So it's an interesting listen. Um, uh, moving on. Um, so uh, keeping up with our uh, tally of people who have sold their catalogs. Uh, one name that is sort of surprising but i guess it's not too surprising frank zappa all his recordings are now owned by universal music so frank zappa's estate has sold every single thing which i if it was frank zappa himself uh still alive uh selling his music i'd be (laughs) like that's insanity you're like the (laughs) anti-establishment like whatever but like considering he's not alive anymore it's his estate or whoever owns his stuff selling it uh, that's a bit mm-hmm. i get that a bit more it's still sort of shitty but anyways frank zappa absolutely all his recordings all his masters everything now owned by universal music that is funny um that and is hilarious. the more noteworthy i would say uh tom whitlock the composer of Danger Zone has sold his entire catalog. The price has been undisclosed. But I could imagine he must have made a lot of money by selling Danger Zone. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he did. And I have to say, I remember the last uh, couple podcasts ago, I talked about the Top Gun mm. uh, soundtrack and I said it was horrible. Um, and it is horrible still. Uh, but the movie... <laughs> like unreal oh have you seen um top gun 2 in theaters Mm -hmm. i have not i've not seen it but it's incredible it is it is like and it's funny because there's a guy i work with who's like no it's not as good as the first one i'm like you are out of your mind (laughs) you are under your like this this one literally like it is it is actually like i've never been on the edge of my seat for a long time at a, wow. at a theater before and i was like i was literally like oh my like my heart was racing <laughs> through the whole wow. whole thing but, but the soundtrack is shit if we're talking about music the soundtrack <laughs> is pretty shit other than danger zone like that is the only song that even, redeems itself even but. danger zone is an absolutely ridiculous song it's like footloose it's the stupid ass song yeah. like yeah but it made tons <laughs> of money yeah <laughs> Um, in legal news, Florida is enacting a new law tomorrow that will make it illegal to have your radio be heard more than 25 feet away. It will also be illegal to play loud music from cars near schools, hospitals, and churches. Uh, the exact term they're using is louder than necessary. If caught, you will get a $114 ticket. You know, I don't know how you're going to enforce that. 25 feet I don't know away. how you're going to enforce that. I can tell you from personal experience, I don't usually enforce it because literally like it's like 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 I love music so much that if the band's playing and they're good, right? Like fucking play, right? Like you're giving you're giving the world something to listen to that's good. <laughs> but I I remember coming in like I'd probably get that ticket every like all day long there because <laughs> because literally like I remember coming into high school driving the freaking dodge caravan mm-hmm. right and then and like like so those of you who don't know we went to a very italian like mm-hmm. gino 
preppy school. <laughs> like, well, not preppy school, but Catholic school, I should say. It wasn't, yeah, and, not preppy, and, yeah. yeah, it wasn't preppy, but but it was Catholic. And they were just all, all like, your typical, like, not even, like, Italian Italians. Like, like you know, like, like fake Italians, I should say. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And... And and I and I just remember coming in and I was blare country music like everybody would have their beats and their all their like stuff and I'd blare just blare country music as loud as the Dodge Caravan speakers could go <laughs> and people would look and be like who the hell is this hillbilly <laughs> <laughs> so I mean <laughs> yeah I don't know what this is gonna do but. That's that's dumb. Anyways, if you are in Florida starting tomorrow, do not blast your music because you're gonna get a ticket. Mm. Yeah, you definitely will. <laughs> uh, Bacardi Rum, in partnership with streetwear brand Na Nahimas, I think that's how you pronounce it, and producer Boy Wanda, are creating a clothing line featuring embedded QR codes that link to an album by up-and-coming artists. This is a connection with Bacardi's ongoing Music Liberates Music program, which is meant to promote un- underrepresented voices in the music industry. Hmm. You know, I kind of like that idea. Like, yeah. uh, like I think it's kind of neat. Like, it, it's, it's weird that it's like a QR code on clothing, for sure. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I, I kind of like it because I remember when Starbucks used to hand out the free the single or, yeah. or EP at, of, of the week or whatever or months. And, and I remember I loved going going in there and grabbing it because they'd have all these like obscure artists. Like sometimes it would be famous people. Other times it would won't. won't. But it's, it's a cool like I think just the world today just focuses on what's popular Mm-hmm. And there's so much good music out there, especially in music. And I, and I can definitely say this in country, rock, folk. Uh, I'm sure you could say the same thing in, in hip-hop and metal and stuff like that. But, but there's so many good, like, yeah. just no-name artists that are so good that don't get the credit that they deserve. So I, I am all for that. I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um. Fender has launched their own metaverse in the shape of a giant guitar and are calling it Strataverse. <laughs> it will be in partnership with Facebook or Meta, as it is now called, uh, inside their own metaverse. Uh, so inside Strataverse, visitors can explore the guitar-shaped island, play games with other members, uh, and activities include air guitar challenge, pick-tossing games, or a guitar trivia competition. As you complete these challenges, you will unlock audio clips, which you will then uh, be able to use to create audio loops and unique melodies in the metaverse, or in the strataverse, I guess you should call it. (laughs) I I just don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe I'm old. Maybe I'm old, but I just don't get it. I don't know why Fender needs to make a metaverse. Like That's a brand I don't need a universe in. Okay, you're gonna get me on a tangent here. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm gonna try to say this, and let's not dabble into the controversial route. But what guitar player do you know oh, that like so? No. So, so so here's the thing: like, what guitar player do you know, and and everybody in the audience listening to this, that will actually be like a hardcore like gamer 
Oh. That needs to be oh. in some sort of that needs to be in some sort of universe where Fender is so I can toss picks <laughs> into like a cup or whatever it is, right? Like like I just feel like that's ridiculous and that's a dumb thing Fender's doing. <laughs> because on, honestly, like guitar players, like especially guitar nerds, love playing. Just they just play their guitar. Like yeah. they play their guitar to the point where it's like a socially like, like you know, they don't have any show, social etiquette skills because they're just <laughs> literally playing music, it's right? So true. It's so so I I like any music. Like there's a ton of musicians out there that play games. 100. percent I'm one of them. I. I I love playing games, but like I'm not going to be like I need to go into this Fender universe so I can visit Fender Island, which is the shape of a Stratocaster. Like that does not come like when I play a game. Like I want to play FIFA or I want to play Call of Duty. Like I don't want to play like a guitar game when I can actually just play guitar. <laughs> like you know what I mean? <laughs> Jason Rufflies thinks it's the reverse though. Gamers think guitars are cool. So maybe it's gamers that they're trying to attract into the Strativerse. I could see that. But no, I mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you. Like, That's a good point. A That's guitar a point. player. That just takes it. <laughs> there's no way. A, like Jason, a legitimate yeah. guitar person who likes playing guitar will never go into the Strativerse to air guitar yeah. in the metaverse. Like it's ridiculous. It's madness. Yeah. No, no, and and you know what? Chasing dragonflies just put my foot in my mouth there. Guess like that's a good point. That is definitely a good point. But but I mean, like, I feel like with music, like with all the advertisements that you see, it's for musicians and only for musicians, and musicians will will yeah. dabble into that, yeah. right? So like like no no other person in the world is gonna be like, hey, did you see that like acoustic? uh guitar that fender just came out with like that ad like only musicians would know about that nobody else would have even heard of that that guitar and the thing is is that i love that guitar it is really cool i i played one in the store and it's awesome it's too (laughs) it's way too expensive the yeah acoustonics or whatever they call it but like oh it's such a nice it's it, it definitely is but my my point being, and and I guess chasing dragonflies makes a good point. It, yes, this would be for the people who aren't musicians who are coming on, and but but then again, like I don't know if this thing's gonna take off because I remember PlayStation doing this like a long time ago with the PlayStation Home room <laughs> or whatever. So garbage, yeah, that was garbage. And then nobody like like I remember playing it for like thirty seconds and being like, "What the hell is this thing?" Yeah, like, like also, I don't even. Also, Nintendo care. had it right, the the Miiverse or whatever it was, yeah, the Weverse, mm-hmm. Miiverse, whatever it was. It was yeah. So I th- I think like I don't know what Fender's trying to do with that, but I think that they're ridiculous thinking that they're gonna take these, like if chasing dragonflies is right, like and again you do make a good point, so you did put my put my argument like you shot it out of the sky, but um, I I just don't see them now actually like you're not going to make musicians out of these people that's what i'm saying yeah that's true yeah i don't know it's very maybe they're just trying out you know here's one thing right like 50 years from now when we have the technology where you can strap yourself into the metaverse and have a band practice in the metaverse in real Mm -hmm. time 
that's that's useful but we're nowhere near that like the latency issues no. like we can't there's no way you're gonna be able to do that in real time but 50 years from now possibly but th- like that's the only utility i could see where people are, like for musicians specifically so mm-hmm. um wow we're already at an hour eric uh maybe we'll just keep going with the news and then end it there and skip the album review for this week it's up to you, buddy. There's a lot. All night long. We still have a lot so, of news. So. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Let's do the news. Let's all the right. News. I like these conversations. Yeah. I'm surprised, just by the way, people, that we haven't had anything on the controversial statement. <laughs> so. uh, maybe one will come up. Um, Spotify are trying a new feature called Super Grouper. It will allow you to choose your favorite artists, rank them, and then Spotify will produce uh, for you a playlist of songs it thinks you will enjoy. I feel like that's going to be something useful for me because, like, I'm always complaining about how all these, like, streaming services don't, like, it never gives me anything good to listen to. So mm-hmm. maybe if I start ranking my artists and putting them in, it'll give me something cool. The The only thing I can see where this falls over is, like, let's say I put, whatever, Ed Sheeran, Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift in my top three. Are they just going to give me those artists songs or are they going to give me like similar artists? Cause I would prefer the similar artists rather than just giving me the artists I already listed in my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in terms of like, like I know like I'm, I'm kind of integrated and shoved into the Apple ecosystem. So that's why I use Apple music. But I remember when I was using Spotify I really liked their suggestions of, you know, new artists and stuff and like in playlists. If you like this, you'll probably like this. And I was like, never heard this band before. And I check them out and I'm like, these guys are awesome. Mm. Um, So I feel like I have high hopes for Spotify doing this just because uh, they've done it well in the past. So I can't see them failing Mm. right now with it. So, um, I mean, I don't see any issue issue with it i think it's going to be successful cool uh her aka gabriella wilson has filed the lawsuit against her record label mbk entertainment demanding to be released from her contract she first signed the agreement in 2011 when she was 14 her argument is that the contract exceeds the seven-year statute uh, specified by California's business and professions laws, stating it has been significantly limiting her employment rights. Her law, her lawsuit states that she has not been uh, free to provide her recording services except as permitted or dictated by MBK. So uh, her famous, well, famous today guitar player, um, but uh, trying to get out of her recording contract which um i don't know probably need a bit more background details but i tend when these arguments do come up and they do happen quite a decent amount i tend to i generally tend to lean towards the uh the label (laughs) even if they are Mm -hmm. predatory in nature i understand that but at the same point i'm like well tom petty didn't really have to sign that record deal he can complain about it, but yeah. he didn't have to sign it, or he should have got a lawyer to sign it. So that's usually my argument. Yeah, um, I, I, 
I'd have to agree with you because you get, like you said, like you know fully well what you're signing, right? Or you should. You should know fully well (laughs) what you're signing. And then at the end of the day, it's almost like, well, if you're at that point, just suck it up and stick it out. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. And it, do it's your a, own thing. Yeah. It's a different argument if like the record label is not, you know, providing what they agree to. Like if the record mm-hmm. label is not, you know, <clears throat> fulfilling their part of the contract, then obviously that's a different conversation. But if you just don't like yeah. your contract uh, or the, the, the compensation Sorry. you're receiving, yeah, I'm sort of, uh, you could always pull off a sex pistols though, right? Like you sign the contract and you create such a ruckus that uh, EMI says, fuck it. These guys aren't worth it. Here's half a million pounds. Get out of our face. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. Right. I, I, I mean, I think it's like, it's one of those things where they sign it because they have no other options yeah. and it's like, this is the best thing we can get right now. And then they become famous and they kind of let it get to their heads that it's yeah. like, oh, well, you know, like, well, I'm the best, so they should listen to me. But like, well, that's not what the contract was. Like, you still have yeah. this amount of time to do what we tell you to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, anyways, that's probably going to keep going forever. Um, John Williams mm-hmm. will retire after his next film score. So the legendary composer is currently working on Indiana Jones 5 soundtrack, and he is currently aged 90. Uh, apparently this is also Harrison Ford's uh, last film he will ever do Indiana Jones 5 uh, so that inspired John Williams to also retire after this film a huge body of work and I'm surprised he's still working at the age of 90 that seems that mm. seems a lot senile <laughs> that's when you have the Indiana Jones slowly go into the Darth Vader theme song. What happened here? Oh, he's just going a little senile. <laughs> just imagine. That'd be actually pretty cool, though. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, good for him. He should. I feel like he should have retired a long time ago, but he's still putting out, like, crazy good music. So, yes. Mm-hmm. John Williams is definitely, like, if you look at any famous movie score like he's done all of the famous movies yeah 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 it's ridiculous. right like and it, oh, it's just he's just so good yeah um in other news more legal news r kelly has finally been sentenced to 30 years in prison for sex trafficking and racketeering so he's going to prison for 30 years i can't believe it took this long <laughs> but Finally, he is going to prison. <laughs> it's crazy. No like, comment. <laughs> it's crazy because, like, I, I don't know. Like, he's such a public figure. You would think something like this would be like expedited, just because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe this is just how the legal system works in the U.S. But like, man, this is like ten years of legal battles, maybe more. It's, it's actually ridiculous. Yeah. How long it's taken. Yeah. Anyways, uh, finally behind bars. I'm sure we'll see some sort of crazy thing. He'll like get out early for some strange reason, and we'll have another uproar about it. Oh yeah, he probably will. Yeah. 
Uh, Dave Grohl has made his first public performance since Taylor Hawkins' death. Uh, it was on stage with Paul McCartney and Glastonbury. They played Band on the Run, and I saw her standing there. I mean, that's a pretty good comeback if uh, your first show back mm-hmm. is with Paul McCartney at Glastonbury. That's a pretty good way, I would say. Apparently, they're really good friends, according to his autobiography. Oh. Like, they, like, have dinner, like, on occasion. It'd be so <laughs> the strange. The It would be so strange to be friends with Paul McCartney. I don't even know, like, what you would talk about with Paul McCartney. Well, well, it's interesting because he mentions that in the book, they went over to Paul McCartney's house for dinner and he brought his daughter and he said in the book that his daughter had no idea, like, like she was at the age. So, so like, it, it's an interesting concept to fathom because like, here we are, everybody knows who Paul McCartney is, right? But from a famous person's perspective, like Dave Grohl, like you're like, oh, we're going to Paul McCartney's house for dinner, and it's just like, oh, like, oh, he's just dad's friend, right? So, so it's just like, oh, like, no, like, like, like he he said in the book the first time they went over was like, you you know, she didn't really grasp the concept that hey, this guy played in the Beatles, <laughs> because I guess she was too young. Yeah. So, so it's just an interesting thing to kind of fathom in your brain, like, yeah. like, oh, who's this guy, Paul McCartney? Oh, cool. No, it's more than cool. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's a goddamn beetle. <laughs> uh, CDs are making a comeback. The latest weekly CD sales over um, over the past week have increased by 86.6% and continue to grow. Uh, it seems like the surge in CD sales are because of the ongoing vinyl shortage and supply chain issues. Uh, so people are going to CDs uh to get their Hmm. digital or sorry their physical music um which is interesting i don't know i personally don't see cds coming back at any point in any significant way i think tape is an interesting novelty i think vinyl is a nice like i think vinyl is probably going to be the only physical format that exists like from Mm -hmm. a mainstream perspective but i think cds i don't see that being a, a thing no, no. Um, uh, it's it's just like the reason why the cassette is not around anymore. Yeah, nobody cares about it. Yeah, everybody who lived in that era. Yeah, oh, I used to have a cassette player. Good for you, a Walkman. <laughs> I used to have a Sony Walkman, but but that that'll be CDs. Yeah, that that'll be CDs for yeah. sure. Uh, Even Mark- though we grew up in the era of CDs, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Marcus Mumford, lead singer of Mumford and Sons, is going solo. He has announced. So uh, Mumford and Sons, as far as I knew, was on hiatus. Uh, but I guess Marcus Mumford is ditching his sons, and he is going to be going solo uh, going forward. So I don't know what that <laughs> means for Mumford and Sons, but uh, more uh, sounds like folksy. It's gonna crash and burn. <laughs> like I bet you any money Mumford Mumford is gonna come up with his album and it's gonna sound exactly like Mumford and Oh for 100%. sure. Yeah, no just there's um, no way in yeah. hell that it's gonna sound completely different. <laughs> yeah, just uh so. folk folk vocals, folk guitar, and a kick drum. That's basically what that mm-hmm. that sound is gonna be. That's it. 
Uh, Flea of the Red Hot Chili Peppers has announced, uh, he was probably high when he announced this, but that if someone <laughs> wants to make a Popeye movie, he wants to play Popeye. <laughs> I could totally, I could totally see that, actually. Him as Popeye? Yeah, it would actually be hilarious, uh, him as Popeye, but I don't know. <laughs> Does, I, I do realize he has more acting credits now, but I don't know if he's uh, ready to be Popeye. I mean, he did play a bad guy. like, And, and you know what the funny thing was? is Anybody who... I, I'm not going to spoil it, but Flea is in Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. the series on Disney, and he plays a like a gun for hire essentially like a bad guy but but it fits because he looks like just a meth head right <laughs> like he looks like just he, he looks like it yeah um i think it would be hilarious him playing popeye yeah. like and him playing an actual lead role yeah it'd in be, that i feel like it'd be a mess but it'd be funny to watch mm-hmm. Uh, three more things, and then we can wrap this up. In gossip news, Tommy Lee of Montley Crew has had to miss a few shows due to several broken ribs. Tommy has not publicly stated how he broke his ribs, but rumors are that Tommy was making uh, fat jokes about Vince Neal's weight. Uh, he would call him Fat Boy and Vince Meal during band practices. Uh, Vince Neal ended up uh, getting so angry that he football tackled him into the drum kit, breaking his ribs. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I really like Vince Meal as a uh, a dick at Vince Neal. That's pretty good. That is that is hilarious, actually. <laughs> Vince Meal. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, news up here in Canada. Canada will soon be imposing local quotas for streaming services, including music. So Bill C-11 has passed through Parliament and will require everyone from Spotify to Netflix to YouTube to boost domestic content. So very much like how radio and television works up here. Uh, it looks like digital content will now be treated the same way. So if you're using a Canadian IP address, you will be promoted uh, or you'll be shown more Canadian content. Which I I don't mind. I, I feel like, and, and I know we have our opinions on this, but I feel like there's a lot of good Canadian content out there that um, people like, like in the music realm, for sure. Uh, in the movie realm, I'm not mm. so sure about, but... <laughs> um, but but yeah like like there's a lot of good canadian rock bands out there a lot of good canadian just like folk bands like you name it and uh i i feel like this country is so quick to you know pretty much promote what we need to do what the states are doing mm. which is fair but but i but i feel like like we have such good stuff here yeah like like if you actually just sit back and actually take the time to listen, um, there is a lot of great content. And other than the Juno Awards, which <laughs> promotes the shittiest part of the content, like I would ignore that. But uh, but but there's a lot of great stuff out there. So yeah, um, uh, I I actually don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. I'm proud to be Canadian. So. <laughs> 
That's all I'll say. And let's uh, let's just wrap this up because we are over time now. But uh, moving to the U.S., I'm sure you've heard all the Donald Trump January 6th news coming out of that country. But uh, in relation to music, Donald Trump continues to stand with his choice in music. His rallies are consisting of You Can't Always Get What You Want by the Rolling Stones, uh, Rocket Man by Elton John, which is hilarious because uh he's calling kim jong un rocket man but anyways uh unfortunate son by ccr (laughs) i mean (laughs) those are all terrible choices they're just like so ironic for like the type of person he is and what he's done those are the most ironic like it's it's almost like an (sighs) snl sketch at that point I wouldn't even say it's ironic. I just feel like it's just so tacky. Like, <laughs> really? You chose Fortunate Son? That's been in every single American Vietnam War film, like, ever? Like, like when I hear that song, all I think of is Vietnam War films. Yeah. In the States, that's all I think about. Um, what were the other songs there? Uh, Rocket Man by Elton John. And uh, you can't always get what you want by the Rolling Stones. Like, like, I just feel like those are so like, okay, I can't, you always can't get like the Rolling Stones song. I feel like it's just, it's a great song. It's overplayed. Like it's overused. Like, good job, Trump. You chose a song that everybody knows. (laughs) Right. And Rocket Man. I feel like that's just like, there's going to be a lot of correlations. Like, oh yeah. So you're not friends with Kim Jong-un, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's so ridiculous. Uh, But there's a second part to this uh, news story. So uh, based or information coming out of those January 6th panels or whatever they call it in the US, um, there was one uh, really important piece of information that came out of it that for me, it was just hilarious. Uh, But apparently... Whenever uh, Trump has a temper tantrum, his staff have a musical solution to calm him down. They have a guy called Max Miller, and they nicknamed him Music Man. He is summoned to play uh, Trump material from Broadway musicals, and apparently his favorite song is Memory from Cats. So whenever he has a temper tantrum, they call this guy to come in to play Memory from the Broadway musical Cats. So what you're saying is, <laughs> is Donald Trump is the only person that gave the Cats rendition, the new one, the new movie, a ten out of ten. <laughs> that's yeah, what you're. T- yeah, that's what you're yeah, telling me right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. He must have loved that version of Cats. <laughs> you know how ridiculous <laughs> that sounds, though. Like, you have a personal musician on hand to calm you down when you have a temper Mm -hmm. tantrum like that's madness to me oh donald trump's losing it (laughs) bring out bring out the music man (laughs) oh god that's insanity i i i would want one though to be honest with you yeah no kidding follow me around and just play theme songs as i do my everyday tasks (laughs) (laughs) That would be amazing. That would be great. Uh, Anyways, that's the end of the music news. Quite a lengthy one for today. Uh, But let's let's wrap this up. Um, So we'll we'll keep with uh, the album review for next week. We are doing Ace of Spades by Motorhead, but we will 
we will do that next week. Uh, we had zero controversial statements this week. So uh, good on us. We didn't say anything offensive this yeah. week, which is great. I would say that we're becoming more politically correct, but uh, <laughs> but let's not get too hasty. <laughs> um, so let me update this. <laughs> um, so that's it for this week. We're here at twitch.tv slash the Crossroads Music Podcast. We will be back here next Thursday live at 10 p.m. ET, 7 p.m. PT. Uh, catch us on Spotify, Apple Music, all those lovely places. Um, I don't think there's anything else I wanted to close this off. I think that's probably you know, the end of it. I was excited to actually do the album review this week, but uh, but it will. I'm actually also excited to listen to it again, mm. more so. So yeah, I will. That's that's all I'll leave you guests with. So. Perfect. So if you want to catch our uh, Ace of Spades review, please come back next week or just listen to it on Spotify if you want or Apple Music, wherever you get your podcast. But we will catch you all next time. Peace.